3: Subject to eligibility requirements, rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
4: Committed is a production of iHeartRadio. For a long time, Allie thought that she and Neil had the perfect life.
5: We bought our first little country cottage together in northern New Jersey. And our first dog, Max, the the big black Rottweiler. And we were happy. But we were able to build a beautiful custom home and nice cars and nannies and vacations. And life was good.
4: But there's no such thing as a perfect life. Not really. Any illusion of perfection will be shattered by reality at some point.
5: Call it midlife crisis. He was turning 50, he he got a big tattoo. Fast forward, uh, another woman, 20 years his younger. And that was really, um, the, that just broke my heart.
4: The affair completely destroyed Allie, mentally Physically.
5: Nightmares, rapid weight loss, inability to wake up and staying in the fetal position and, you know, thinking about your self-worth, wanting to kill him or, or her, went through my mind or both, correct?
4: But this was more than just a midlife crisis. Neil had gotten involved in a shady business opportunity. The company was being investigated by the federal government. It wasn't long before he was indicted and sent to prison. In the lead-up to the sentencing, Neil pushed his wife and his family as far away from him as possible.
6: I didn't care about anything. All I wanted to do was just live whatever I could live, and I knew it was a matter of time.
4: And so, after decades of marriage and two daughters together, Allie and Neil got a divorce. But their story didn't end there. No. That was actually just the beginning. I'm Joe Piazza. This is Committed. Neil and Allie met through mutual friends in 1984. They talked on the phone before they ever saw each other in person. People talked on the phone a lot back then. I like to call it the good old days.
5: We met, and it was a wonderful first date. For me, it was love at first sight. He dropped me off, and I was pretty sad because I didn't think that he was ever going to call me again, but... He said, why don't you go upstairs, take that tight red dress off, wash some of the makeup off, and let's talk. Let's really talk. And we did, and we spent the rest of the night into the early morning talking.
4: Neil's dad was scheduled to go in for heart surgery the next day, so Allie knew she might not hear from him right away.
5: In the meantime, I told all my girlfriends about this great guy planning the wedding in my mind, and he doesn't call.
4: Ali worried that something had gone wrong with the surgery, but Neil's dad came out of that okay.
6: When I saw him in recovery, I left and I got on the FDR. Started driving on the FDR, came to a hill, and I'll never forget, and in front of me were a wall of cars. Didn't know what to do, so downshifted, brakes, it was black ice, just kept going. Hit the wall of cars. And I said, Oh, I'm okay. And I went to take my seatbelt off, and then behind me, just headlights and taillights were coming. Ended up being 32 cars, it was pretty intense. That, that night I spent in Harlem Hospital, which was insane. Went home, and I finally called Allie in the office. Uh, she was a dental hygienist then. So I said, You have a newspaper? Any paper post, the news. She said, yeah. I said, take a look. On the front page, tell her that's the car she was in last night. Then she got on, oh my God, and the rest is history from now.
5: We were engaged by the end of February the following year and married a few months after that. So it was a very, very quick courtship. We moved pretty rapidly. We bought our first little country cottage together in northern New Jersey, and our first dog, Max, the the big black Rottweiler, and we were happy. We started our own business, and I had my first daughter. Fast forward to my second daughter. Life was just lovely. And uh, we climbed the rungs of the ladder. We were doing very well. Nobody had ever given us anything, except maybe our parents bought us a washer and dryer or refrigerator, I don't remember. But we were able to uh, build a beautiful custom home and nice cars and nannies and vacations, and life was good.
6: And for me, it was a big transition because we were now in the middle of the country with over an acre of land. No noise, no buses, no cars, so it was pretty... Unique to get used to.
4: But they did it. They both adjusted to this new suburban life with their kids, got entrenched in the community. Neil became a volunteer fireman and EMT. He even joined the local planning board. Allie did the girls' Girl Scouts, soccer, and basketball. Life was good. Allie can't say that enough. Life was good. They had everything that she ever wanted, and that's one of the reasons that everything that happened next took her by such surprise. For years, Neal had been running a successful cell phone business that started to fall apart.
6: When we had multiple stores, lo and behold, the carriers did hurt us, and they started selling directly, and they just crushed us. So losing that was obviously a major thing.
4: And then 9-11 happened. As a volunteer fireman in New Jersey, Neal was one of the first responders.
6: So I responded to the Javits, staged there, and then went downtown and worked. It was pretty horrible, you know? I spent a day at St. Vincent's Morgue. I remember seeing a fruit stand that was just all covered, uh, white. And for some reason, that kind of like said to me, this really happened. Don't ask me why, but that kind of snapped me into reality.
5: It became real for me when he came home and I was doing his laundry and there was soot all over the laundry room floor and I I couldn't get the smell out of my nose. It was that burnt smell that just wouldn't go away and we ended up throwing everything away.
6: There were a lot of issues that I was dealing with and kind of holding them in to be strong.
4: They needed a reset. They talked about it a lot and finally decided to move down to West Palm Beach. It was a huge change for everyone.
5: He wasn't running away necessarily, but he probably was suffering from post-traumatic stress syndrome.
6: My girls hated me because they didn't want to leave the little town. Allie was okay at first, then she started getting a little weird too, being here. It was a struggle. Florida was very different in employment and money.
4: Neil found a new job working in management at a car dealership.
6: All I wanted to do was make my family happy, earn a living, and make money to do so, because my girls were so miserable. I was one day just talking to this older guy there, and I'm looking at him, and I'm saying, is this going to be my destiny?
4: Neil didn't feel like he was doing enough to provide for his family, not the way he wanted. That's when someone approached him with a business opportunity, an opportunity that seemed almost too good to be true. And at this point, Neil was so desperate to be a successful husband and dad and businessman that he took it. It was something of a get-rich-quick scheme. But Neil wouldn't know that right away. Advertisements for the company promised work that would be a part-time business earning a full-time income selling DVD vending machines.
6: Started to work for them, started making good money. Everybody was happy. About three and a half months, four months in, I realized something wasn't right. So I decided I'm pulling stakes and getting out of here.
4: The company would eventually be investigated for consumer fraud. Neil thought that he'd gotten out in time.
6: And then I eventually got back into the car business and started to make my way in the car business. I went from salesman to sales manager to running the dealership, basically. was doing okay. People that were involved in that business that I got involved with, one by one, were getting indicted. I knew it wasn't a matter of if, I knew it was a matter of when. And I would take walks with Allie and the dog, and she'd say, no, you know, you really didn't do anything, what are they going to do to you? And I said, I don't know, but I'm telling you, it's going to happen. No, no way, no way. And it, it really took its toll on me mentally. One day I came home, found a letter in the mailbox, United States of America versus Neil Eisenuk, and it was the most horrible day of my life.
4: It's time for a quick break. We'll be right back.
0: High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com the hottest games right from vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account hundreds of exclusive games free daily rewards and come back to get free coins every four hours only at high5casino.com high 5
1: high 5 casino is a social casino no purchase necessary void or prohibited play responsibly terms and conditions apply see website for details at high the number five casino.com high five casino this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback
2: Baseball fans,
4: company was being investigated for consumer fraud. Neil himself had been charged with mail fraud.
5: From that point forward, Neil did suffer some sort of breakdown. I know that his doctor prescribed medicine, and he really did become a cruel caricature of the man that I had once known. Call it midlife crisis. He was turning 50. He got a big tattoo. It's not that big. It's pretty big.
6: It's actually one of my favorite paintings. It was Salvador Dali's Melting Time.
5: He was always against tattoos. Well, pour in a little bit of Harley Davidson, not just any Harley Davidson, but their anniversary edition full of chrome. I was like, who is this man? Fast forward, another woman, 20 years his younger. And that was really, that just broke my heart. I just wanted to be by my husband's side. I wanted. I wanted. I didn't want this to happen. I just wanted to be by him and help him and support him.
4: Neil wanted to get as far away from his family as possible. He needed to protect them. He really didn't want Allie or the kids named in the lawsuit. He felt like a failure. He also knew his days were numbered. And there was a part of him that thought, screw it. I'll do whatever I want. It's all over anyway.
6: My biggest thing was is to push my family as far away as possible from the danger. I wanted them to be as far away from what was going on as humanly possible. And that's why I pushed and pushed and pushed It wasn't like a midlife crisis where you go out and go crazy. I didn't care about anything. All I wanted to do was just live whatever I could live, and I knew it was a matter of time.
5: So in the interim, I was in denial, disbelief. I was ashamed. I was scared. I felt like the neighbors were talking about us, and they were.
4: Allie had thought 9-11 and moving to Florida would be the biggest shakeup of their lives. She thought that was the midlife crisis. But then came the affair, the indictment, the tattoo, the Harleys. Their divorce was finalized before Neal went away.
5: He got sentenced to four years.
4: Allie was devastated by all of it, but even more so when the other woman appeared at Neil's sentencing.
5: I remember that moment. And actually, his attorney had to kind of break us up. I was ready to deck her. She's considerably taller than I was, but I walked right up to her and I said, I don't know what your position here is, but the judge just called the family up to his chambers. I am still his family, and I will always be his family, and I will be here till the end. And... I walked away. I felt so empowered.
4: Allie didn't have the luxury of self-pity. She was suddenly single, her ex-husband was in prison and she was raising two teenage daughters alone.
5: One was going into college and one was finishing high school and I didn't have time for self-pity. I just had to put my big girl panties on and my red lipstick, and I seized forward every day. I went to to work. I got another job. I became a yoga instructor. I sold the house in the worst housing crisis since 9-11 and the Great Depression, and moved into a, a sweet little courtyard home a couple of miles away, and sent my older daughter to college and my younger daughter and I, we're living in this home. My girls missed their dad terribly, but there was a lot of damage control. There was anger and questioning, and they couldn't understand why dad and I had split up. They were probably more furious with him, as was I, for the fact that he was with another woman rather than the white collar crime.
4: Even though he was her ex-husband, Allie had no choice but to visit Neil in prison. Their youngest daughter was desperate to see her dad, but she was just 17, so Allie had to go as the guardian.
5: So I put my best jeans on and made sure I looked real good. I just sat at the table and observed, and he was a shell of himself. He was not that same man, that cruel caricature I could hardly recognize He probably lost like 20 or 30 pounds. He really didn't talk much. He was very emotional, and he didn't know what to say, when to say it. It was not easy. It was very, very difficult, and the humanistic nature in us all felt very, very sad for him. I remember we spent so many hours. Dollars in the commissary, you know, to get him whatever was in the vending machines because he had nothing. He had nothing, literally nothing.
6: As hard as it was for them, I really didn't want them to come. And when I saw them, it just floods you with emotion that takes you down for weeks. I didn't want them to see that. I didn't want them to see me. Until this day, I mean, it hangs over my head. I'm not proud of it.
5: I really didn't know what the future held. I knew that the four years was coming to an end. I didn't know where Neil was going. I didn't even know if he still was in contact with this other woman.
4: Let's take a quick break here.
2: The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com.
6: Apple Pie today?
1: Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the Apple Pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone! Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games, yeah. So
6: yes or no on the Apple
1: Pie? woo I won
6: again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around.
2: Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at High HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditioned apply. See website for details. High Five Casino.
1: This is it. Your moment.
3: Baseball fans,
4: things that ended with the other woman. Neil had no place to go when he was released after living in prison for four years. The address on his release forms just said homeless.
6: But just seeing that was kind of a, wow, this is real. When I got put away, there was nobody there. I got out, I had to find a job. You realize that when you're going up the ladder, you meet the same people coming down and it's just who's going to give you a hand and who's just going to kick you in the face, and I realized that the majority of people in this world truly don't give you that helping hand.
4: But Allie did.
5: He did come to a halfway house, close to the house. I was the liaison between his daughters and him, and I wanted to rebuild their relationship with their dad, desperately. I invited him to the house on weekends. Our conversations became deeper and fuller and more meaningful. He was a changed man. He no longer defined himself by his cars or his jewelry or the success or the the size of our home. When I saw this man after the four years was over, I realized that in any capacity, whether it's my husband, my friend, the father of my children, I knew he was a good man. As far as forgiveness goes, the four years was the probable cause that opened up my heart involuntarily. And it just gave me time to think. And I realized I was still so deeply in love with this man, but I didn't know who he was anymore and I I really didn't know how he felt about me.
6: For Allie to stick her hand out was also, you know, very important to me. And it showed that through thick and thin and through catastrophes, you know, love still speaks louder than anything. You know, words are nonsense. It's what you do that really matters.
4: Allie wanted Neil back in her life. But after everything that had happened, she was cautious. But she let him keep coming over. Let him take on small tasks around the house.
5: He became the pool guy and the electrician and the handyman around the house. And I really did want him back in my life on any capacity as a friend, as an ex-husband. But again, I, I still didn't know what he wanted. I just didn't know where this was going and I was full of questions and I just needed to save myself and I needed to save him as well. That's I think our role as women But most important is I I wanted to keep my children safe, and I didn't want them to be misled by the message we were giving them. So I was very cautious.
6: Allie was gracious, took time, but, you know, we knew deep down we still loved each other, and it wasn't about not being in love or not loving. I loved her all the time and cared about her and my girls through the whole thing. It was never a point of, I hate you, I don't love you. I always loved her. Like Ali said, we spoke and we spoke and we spoke and we dug and we dug. Yeah, a lot of bad things came up, which I guess is good. A lot of digs and all that happy stuff that goes on. We worked through it and we worked through it and we pushed.
4: After going through this for about a year, Ali made a very bold decision. They talked and talked, and sometimes they fought, but mostly it was just long conversations. Conversations like they'd never had before. Nothing was off the table.
5: There is no elephant in the room when I'm talking about things. I just lay it on the line and say what's ever on my mind. And that helps me too, blatant honesty and integrity you know, the true organic sense of where I want our relationship to be.
4: One night, Allie and Neil were watching The Bachelor. Allie loves The Bachelor.
5: Neil can't stand those reality TVs. He said, Oh, by the way, why don't you just make your own reality or something? And he gave me a box with a beautiful engagement ring in that I'm still wearing. We're not remarried yet. One day, I hope that we will be. Love has a lot of moving parts to it. And no, we were not perfect. We were not perfect before. We're not perfect now. But we are imperfectly perfect for one another. There's nobody else that I'd rather share life with. I think that our commitment to one another is stronger than the average in that we want to be together. And any piece of paper or any commitment through religion or children really doesn't matter. We're empty nesters. We're not doing it for the kids. We're not doing it for financial reasons. We're doing it because we really, really love each other and we want to be together. I don't know, maybe we'll wait until our younger daughter gets married and... Maybe we'll get hitched, but we'll see. Right now, I'm just really enjoying myself.
6: they say things happen for a reason and truly really did happen for a reason and I think we got that much closer after this whole episode. We saw our oldest daughter, we made her a wedding, she got married, we became grandparents, our other daughter's okay, so we did something right. From this point, she's been my best friend, always has and always will and vice versa and you realize that Not too many people in the world you can trust, especially with your, any inner secrets or whatever may be within you that you're afraid to share. Allie and I have that.
5: Life goes on. I couldn't be happier. I love Neil. Maybe one day we will get remarried, but for now we're happy and I'm looking over at him right now and he's still my guy and I love him very much.
8: This episode was hosted and reported by Joe Piazza. Special thanks to Allison and Neil. It was produced, edited, and mixed by Ramsey Young. The executive producers are Joe Piazza and Tyler Klang. Theme song by Tristan McNeil. For comments, suggestions, or to be part of the show, give us a call at 404-996-1173. That's 404-996-1173. Or send us an email at joe at committed that's j o at committedpodcast.com. you can grab a copy of joe's book how to be married on amazon or wherever books are sold committed is a production of iHeartRadio radio and produced in our studios located in atlanta georgia for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, radio visit the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows